0: It's not like in there where you had like the background air sounds because oh, like yes. this recording bus and this so shitty. <laughs> it's the main studio. It costs like 18 million dollars and the fucking air is louder than your voice. Hey, listen to commander who got podcast episode 100. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to celebrate 100 times that I have said this to you with you. Now hit our theme song. Hey Ryan, we're back for our
1: 100th whirlwind adventure.
0: How you doing? My voice cracked like hell,
1: dude. And my voice is all scratchy because I was up late last night jamming magic. What's going down? Whole bunch is going down, even more than usual. It's a hundred episodes,
0: a hundred times that we have sh- we have shat. Some <laughs> people might say that that we have shat in this little studio and recorded Commander cult podcast for the members of CCO Nation. Yeah, dude, that's like, that's like really long. That is way longer than, actually, no, I figured we'd probably get here just because this is fun and we're going to do it. And the fact that there are people out there that that like to listen to us and have listened to us over the last hundred weeks or so.
1: Yeah, dude, when we're in, we're all in, right? It's like, it's like, that's what kind of magic we like to play, right? Like high risk, like where I'm in, like swing for 40, tapped out, I die on the crackback.
0: To the guy that I didn't swing at. Ooh!
1: Yeah, Mexican standoff. <laughs> that that's like, what that's called, right?
0: Yeah, that's some. That sounds like something that I would do. Yeah. Just get in there for a hundred on one person.
1: You know, I think, I think, I think, I don't think I'm, I don't think, but I think I might have turned a new leaf. What? I did not attack somebody for unblockable infect damage last night when I was playing because I didn't want him to be eliminated from the game. What? It was a five-player game, and the person was Jesse. you Jesse.
0: I have a theory about that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rock your world with it in a second. He, finish had, the story he had
1: an Alenda, the dust Rose, and it was like a fifty-some, fifty-some. And uh, there's a blood chief ascension online, so if anything goes to your graveyard, you lose two life for each thing that goes to your graveyard. Right. And we were planning on killing the Alenda, so he got like sixty tokens and then wrathing, so he would die. <laughs> 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 That's what we were trying to do, but we couldn't. We couldn't swing it. Like we just couldn't make it happen. So I was just like, "Screw it!" I got grafted exoskeleton and a Trailblazer's boots, and you know Jesse's mana bases. There's like yeah. one basic,
0: <laughs> yeah, in a two color deck. That was the best Blood Moon in history.
1: Yeah, and uh, I didn't do it because it was like nobody was dead, and I didn't want to be the guy that eliminates Jesse. And it was at his own house, and we were eating his chicken wings already. Just like an hour later, I was the first guy to die out of the game. Oh, <laughs> damn dude. it. Ah, oh,
0: here's my theory. This is the theory that I have. You are typically the combo player of the table.
1: you okay. You
0: play a lot more combo than anybody else. Now, Jesse is the Wrath of God player at the table. We would call that the control player most of the time. Heavy on the Wrath, light on the counterspell. Yeah. yeah. So is it possible, Ryan, that you... Sometimes go lighter on Jesse slash even keep him alive sometimes because he will keep the aggro players like myself from rocking you,
1: thereby giving you more time to win the game. That is a good political question. That That's good. I uh, probably yes, but not on purpose. If I know that I'm playing a non-creature based combo with a table that doesn't have a whole bunch of um, stack manipulation or interaction... Or maybe not a whole bunch of interaction with my board state that I need to combo with. And I know that you've got 7 or 8 or 10 Wraths in your deck. And there's also an Aggro deck. Yeah, for sure. You're you you, you you're not scared of the stack. 40 damage from attackers still kills me. So, yeah, leave Jesse alone. Just let the board develop as is because I know there's going to be a Wrath. Yeah, not on purpose, but when, when that line of thinking serves me, for sure. I just
0: want you to know that I'm on to you. I just want you to know that. I just just want you to know. I picked up on it, and uh, that's the thing now. I just want you to know that. Yeah,
1: I like it. I like it. You Mm -hmm. know what? Um, We were talking before the show, this show, when we were kind of going over what we wanted to talk about, and uh, as part of... The celebration of 100 episodes, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite memories in CCO Nation and how we've developed as players. And what we were saying is maybe we would start visiting maybe bonus episode once a month type thing. Some more theory craft episodes where we don't do a deck tech uh, because those are some of our most popular episodes.
0: And yeah, People seem to dig just hearing how our brains work, which is scary, but also kind of neat.
1: I think that... The magic side of my brain has come a long way in the last two years. Not that I've I learned how to play so much better, but because I think about things like our meta and think about how to leverage situations. And I think about, well, what happens when we do this? How do I get the most value out of, out of this scenario? And when is it okay to give away value for tempo or political advantage? I like those kinds of things now. I think that that's the hardest part of the game to develop is when is it okay to give away value and how do I politic and how do I make other people do what I want them to do without, you know, giving too much away?
0: I play Lightning Bolt now.
1: Whoa! Mm-hmm. You, well, you know what? We hinted at it last week. We um, we talked about the, like, in the first weeks of the show, EDHREC stats on the downward trend in average converted mana cost. And uh, we are just, I guess, poster childs for it now if you're playing <laughs> Lightning Bolt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we were also talking, I guess, earlier, where, like, how have you changed? We'll get into that later, but I think the last three decks I've sat down to build have all involved some kind of stacks bullshit, and it's a hard road to hoe. It's a hard know, to get out of that mindset. It's been so long building that damn stacks deck. Now, all of my decks are
1: just, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be this guy. I don't I th- want to play this anymore. I think in building a stacks, like, a, a proper stacks deck with tangle wire and Null Rods and Smoke Stacks and all that jazz... You've discovered that control is a better strategy than aggro, and you're trying to... Sorry, aggro players. You're trying to fit those types of things into the your regular deck-building protocol, and that makes them feel like stacks decks, but really you're just building a control deck.
0: I hate control decks. I don't yeah. want to be that guy. I don't want no, to be that that's, guy.
1: That's, that's where we're at.
0: <laughs> it's like using cocaine to lose weight. Like, yeah, it works, but it's not the way you should do it.
1: Yeah, that is good advice, actually.
0: See, you'd stop by and get some medical advice, too. Dr. Brando, keeping you all out of trouble.
1: Ah, let's, you know, maybe (laughs) social media coordinates.
0: Social media coordinates. (laughs) We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter. We're CCO Podcast on tappedout.net. That's where you can see all of our deck lists. There isn't quite a hundred of them because some of them... No, aren't. dude, there is a
1: hundred of them because lots of decks that are on there we didn't actually do deck decks on.
0: Oh, yeah, I never thought
1: of that. Yeah, we got I'm... some personal decks on there that are kind of cool.
0: I was just thinking about the uh, the no... I actually listened back to our no internet orzov oh. episode a little while ago where we just... No internet at all. Ryan just built the whole deck digging through boxes and stuff. It was pretty cool. And when we teched the deck, we just had the cards on the table.
1: Very excellent.
0: That was, that was pretty fun. Old
1: school style. Anyway...
0: We are also commandercookout at gmail.com. That's your extended love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, big ups for making it to 100 episodes, your favorite memories of the show with us, or in magic in general, but no nudes. 100 nudes. Have we received a dozen nudes? I'll bet you we've received at least a dozen nudes. Uh, yeah. Over the course of the show. Probably. So it just shows that some people just, you you don't listen, and it's okay. You know what? It's fine. What? All of them are creative. I'm going to come out and say it. I say no nudes, and I don't want nudes. But some of the
1: things that we have been
0: sent in lieu of nudes, I dig it. That
1: are still things that are named nude or like nude-shaped makeup shades or noodles. None of them have been the same
0: and there have been lots and I'm impressed every time.
1: Is that our first props to CCO Nation for the 100 episodes of support? I think so, yeah. Very excellent. Yeah.
0: Finally, we are Commander Cookout on all of your better social media platforms, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube, and any of your podcast subscribing places, iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, those types of things. And if you want a better and more thorough rundown of anywhere you can find us on the entire internet, you can check us out on CommanderCookout.com. One guy said that he liked my crappy singing, so I figured I'd throw in 90s cartoon cop and singing at the same time. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) I promise I won't do that again, but everybody gets one.
1: I kind of thought it was funny, but you already promised you weren't going to do it again. (laughs) Speaking of CommanderCoco.com, we are, I guess, sort of launching a new arc with this episode.
0: Yes, we are. I'm actually super excited about this arc. I've been looking forward to it for weeks. Um, Not that our other arcs have suffered because of it, but this is one that we've been planning for, not really planning for, but secretly in the back of our minds without really knowing it, gearing up for, for like two years. And what we're going to do, and part of that planning for it, and not knowing that we were planning for it, is we haven't named it yet, Oh, but what we're going to do is we are going to go back over the last hundred episodes, and we are going to pick out our favorite decks that we've built, and have played, and have carried with us over the last two years, and we're going to re-tech them to show you how they've changed Over the course of doing the show, with suggestions from you guys, with the things that we've learned by interacting with people, the things that we've learned by being part of this community that you guys have helped us
1: build. Outside of our own personal metas, right? Because your own personal meta influences or informs your deck building decisions, right? So you have this deck and you think, oh yeah, I'm super hard on this deck, it's so awesome. And then you go out and play it in somebody else's meta, it's underpowered or you get stomped or something else is happening where it's like, oh, yeah, we don't, or you're going to die now, or like whatever, right? He's, so it's like totally different.
0: Yeah, you get your shit rocked out. But we've, uh, I think we have, I forget how many decks that we've picked out, but it's, it's a few. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look back at some of our more favorite decks that started off as one thing, would have morphed into something a little bit different, maybe the same deck, but doing something totally different, or how a deck can go from being something that is, one thing and being changed into something you would never recognize in a million years.
1: Yeah, it's like three-color janky aggro deck that morphed into like this weird two-color combo deck. It's not <laughs> it's, even the same thing.
0: It's in. I don't even think any of the or any of the cards even. The same?
1: <laughs> are, you, are you playing any? You're not even playing the same basics because one of the two of the colors got dropped and you picked up a different color. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it, it sounds, it uh, off the hop, it sounded like, oh, they're just recycling old decks, but not necessarily because some of them have changed into completely different decks, different yeah, so, commanders, different everything. Yeah, the commanders have changed, the strategies have changed,
0: just the way things have changed over the last two years. And We're going to go over all of that over the next few weeks, and we're going to have a great time with it, and so are you, yeah. we hope.
1: And, and this, this serves as not only the 100th episode celebration, but also the kickoff show for that because we are going into some of how our deck building processes developmentally have changed and how our theories have changed and stuff. But before we do, New Arc means new giveaway. It does. And we're, we've got a few things to give away. You know, we
0: figured 100th episode, it's big time. We're really grateful to even be here with you guys. So we're doing a little bit more to give back to you this month.
1: Very excellent. First thing, uh, a little faux pas with the courier, but they're in Saskatoon and we got to go pick them up. We've got our first shipment of Commander Cookout stickers.
0: I knew I'd get to play that at least once during the episode.
1: Stickers are air hornable?
0: Totally. Sure. It's our first official merch. Oh, yeah. We, we've we never had merch before. Now, thanks to everybody in CCO Nation and all of that, we have we have merch. Very much so.
1: So, of course, we are going to have piles of stickers with us available to members of CCO Nation that we meet at GP Calgary. Magic Fest Calgary at the end of March. MF Calgary? MF in Calgary.
0: I like that. We're going to MF in Calgary. Yep.
1: So that's the first thing. Second thing, any new patron during this arc, you know how we do a patron sign-up gift? You're going to get Commander Cookout stickers. So that's what that's going to look like, and they're they're fun. We haven't seen them yet, but we think that they're going to be pretty awesome.
0: We assume that they're good, because... The people that we ordered them from aren't terrible. Yeah, just, At least their, courier, they... just their couriers are. <laughs> oh, man. Pull back the curtain a little bit. CCO Nation, if you had a courier that actually phoned you and said, we can't find your house, would you ever use that courier again? In a In an era where everybody has a GPS
1: tracking unit in their goddamn pocket, how do they not find your house? Your house has the address numbers on it? Twice. It's on a, like a... Noticeable street, like just north of the most expensive properties in the province, and just south of the exhibition grounds, where the biggest convention center in the provinces. Yes, and it's just off the main freeway, like two blocks.
0: Yes, uh... it's also the only house that is its color, and it's across the street from a school.
1: Ah, uh, I, I could see how they would not it, find it then. It,
0: yeah, you're right. You know, you talked me out. You're, I, I forgive that guy. I can forgive him not being able to find my house. It is really tricky.
1: Yeah, and then when I gave him the extra directions and he still didn't drop them off.
0: Now I'm pissed off again.
1: Oh, well, we're getting stickers. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. And then you will get them as well. Very much so. Next thing we're giving away. We had such a good time doing our altar giveaways over the last couple months that we've decided to continue it. This month, though, new patrons at a certain level get a complimentary Borderless Altar Extension. This isn't just one of those cute little New Year's resolution altars or a Christmas altar. This is a full-on one like the ones I put up for auction on the Facebook page.
0: Commander Cookout on Facebook if you want to take a look at those. They come out every Thursday.
1: And if you want the full details on the altar giveaway for new patrons, you can head over to commandercookout.com, as you say. The giveaways page. There's a giveaways tab up at the top that outlines all of our previous giveaways, actually. Makes me feel good that we're able to give back. Me too.
0: It's part of. It's one of my favorite things of each arc. I like to give stuff away.
1: Very much so, and that's huge. Thanks to all of the patrons in CCO Nation. Indeed. Speaking of the patrons in CCO Nation, eligible eligible patrons have received an email from our Patreon account for t-shirt sizes. Speaking of first batch of merch. How about second batch of merch?
0: Second batch of merch. Now check your spam folders if you are a patron. We haven't received word back from some of you, so you gotta get in there pretty quick so that we can get your shirt
1: sized and printed and mailed to you. We are looking for sizes, whether you want men's or ladies, and we need to hear back in the next like two days. And I'm gonna send out another email if I'm missing any. This episode's going to air on Tuesday, the 29th of January, and I need to know back by the 31st, because there is a lag on these, and we need them before GP Calgary, and we still want to ship them out in time to get them to everybody as soon as possible.
0: Yes, and if you want to pick them up
1: in GP Calgary, because you're going to be there, you want to meet your boys, Brian and R-
0: Brian and Rando. Yeah, Brian and Rando. Yeah, they're pretty cool, too. I've those never guys met are them.
1: from from DDO Podcast. <laughs> F those guys. That's the Calgary chapter. <laughs> But
0: if you want to come over, say hi. We can just give you your shirt in person. If you're going to be in GP Calgary, just let us know. Or MF in Calgary.
1: MF in Calgary, yeah. Yeah. Last giveaway. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, there's more. Every arc, we're kicking one off today, you know that we do a deck giveaway. We do. Who do we got this month?
0: If you've been listening through all of the episodes of CCO Nation, you will know that we had a pilot episode. And on the pilot episode, we actually ended up doing the deck that inspired us to even start The podcast in the first place, we each had severely different builds. There's only one build left, and it's not either one of the two that we did the episode on. (laughs) Yeah. Nor is it the one that we'll be mailing to you, but it is Zatahedron Grinder.
1: Yeah. The inception for Brando and I going into more in depth conversation about magic, our different build philosophies, the way that we could take a deck more aggro or more combo. Uh, all of these things. the 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 reason that we say Zada effect is this deck. Yeah. So we're giving that away, and this is made especially special. Now remember, like Zada decks play a bunch of like one and two mana cantrips. In it is my very own Zada that I used at the Commander Championship in Vegas. Ooh. And I did a full art panoramic altar of it with a couple mountains so when you lay them all out it's one of the space altars that i've been doing for space odyssey 2019
0: very cool and it's
1: laid out in space with Zada and a bunch of hedrons and i super like it if i didn't have a foil zata now for my like my pimp foil zata deck i would be keeping this one because it's it's a little bit special to me because it uh it was the one i used in vegas
0: very cool. I will also throw in a little bit of extra special stuff, just because this is special, and I will make sure that nobody plays non-foil, non-alter basics.
1: Dank. Yeah. So, foil mountains or altered mountains in the deck. Yes. And my personal Zata, and the reason that the show exists in deck form. Yeah. Yeah, so super excited about that. It's a very it's a very aggro-oriented Zata deck, I would have to say, Looking, hell yeah yeah and studying builds and having like two three four different versions of the deck that i have played i like this one
0: i like it too big creech big creech and zada
1: well they get big <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that list up uh fairly soon i guess we'll have to get it up so people know what uh what they're getting we'll get that all finalized and get a picture of the altar up on everywhere that you need to see it yep how do we win it how do we win it as with our past
0: few giveaways we're still pushing our fledgling YouTube channel so if you go there leave a comment or like any of our 2019 videos you will be entered also we're pushing for the number 1 spot on all of podomatic we're very close we're in the top 10 so a like a share a subscribe or a we want more click on our Podomatic page proper, will also get you entered and assist CCO Nation in dominating an entire podcasting platform, which is what we all want, I think. And this, we're also pushing this one just a little bit. If you hit up our Facebook page, you like any of our giveaway things, any of Ryan's Thursday alters, Hell, any of our questions we ask you guys, just like, follow, subscribe, interact with us on Facebook, help CCO Nation grow. We will enter you in to win altars and decks and all kinds of stuff. For the arc of the Revisited. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Maybe. I don't know. It it, it dawned on me. We could call it that. I I don't know. That's
1: its in development name. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest thing with Facebook is the shares, right? Any of our posts that get shared, you share it, and any of your friends that play Magic see it, right? And we want to make sure that we're reaching as far as we can. And speaking of reaching as far as we can through Sharing and wanting more, you dirty audience. <laughs> <laughs> the first real CCO Nation thing that I wanted to look at Ooh. is our, I'm going to call it a worldwide audience.
0: We have a worldwide, we're actually looking at the map right now, and I'm going to say 90% of the earth has heard us.
1: Yeah, super sweet. Some countries have one download, but I'm counting it.
0: That's one person in the country that like fought through some kind of internet iron curtain to get our stuff. And that's pretty
1: cool, man. Yeah, especially knowing what those countries are. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to get into it. Of course, um, the biggest country to listen to us is the land of the free, the United States of America. Uh, America. Yeah. But after that, of course, Canada. And... uh, Per capita we probably have more Canadian listeners, but far less people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just throwing that up.
0: One Canadian listener like per capita is what, a hundred American? Yeah, listeners? Like yeah, like a hundred thousand. It's
1: like it's the opposite of the exchange rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's another thing, dude. That's another CCOism.
0: The exchange rate? Yeah. That's a real thing, Ryan. I get that from the bank.
1: Yeah, that's the little uh...
0: stock ticker we have going here in the studio has that on it.
1: You have a stock ticker in the studio? That's... Does it scroll with magic card prices too, <laughs> like on like websites and stuff? I wish. Yeah, that'd be sweet. You'd stay ahead of the game. No, but check this out. Top nations to listen to, top nations to be part of CCO Nation after the land of the free and the great white north. New Zealand, huh. the UK, Germany, Australia, Sweden, Netherlands, Spain, Norway, Brazil, Denmark, Philippines, Portugal, Italy, wow, Belgium, Yeah, Portugal. did I say Portugal already? I think so. Ireland, I just shipped a card to Ireland that I painted. I think I was with you when you did that. Yeah, dude, I ship cards all over the place and we've got listeners. We have a listener in Japan. That's awesome. I wonder if he even understands what we're saying. (laughs) I sometimes wonder if people who speak English
0: understand what we're saying.
1: You know, you filled (laughs) me in the other day that uh, Canadians, Western Canadians in particular, where we're from, talk faster than lots of other places in the world that speak English. Except for... Certain counties in Ireland that yeah. I can't even understand, and I worked with Irish people directly for many years. <laughs> yeah. They can't even understand each other. Yeah, dude, they I. That's awesome. It's I don't want to use
0: the word humbling, but it is kind of humbling to know that the whole world has heard my my janky voice. A, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and
0: being somebody that works
1: in radio, that's kind of what you aspire to, right?
0: Yeah. Like, I only wanted people here in Saskatoon to want to listen to me, but, like, it's the it's the earth, and it, it feels really good. So if you've downloaded this, you, you're listening to this, thank you very much. It, it means a whole lot to, to both of us.
1: I never thought of that. I, I always... My humbling experience is when I tell my dad about, like, download numbers or where people listen to us from, and, and he's like, wow, that's... Un, yeah, it's incredible. That's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> incredible unreal incredible <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's get into some of the uh, cco by the numbers sure I, I know that you don't like numbers it's not really numbery but i wanted to get into it because we've we've teched over a hundred decks that's a lot of decks we've got over a hundred decks and tapped out some of them we haven't done they're just our personal decks or decks that i've taken apart but i wanted to keep the list In episode we did three lists a couple episodes we've done multiple lists
0: Right. Like that time we were the first show to tackle three separate guys. That didn't have a build on track Yeah, that didn't have lists on EDH track. That was cool. Yeah,
1: you got to get those first day now on new sets because like everybody's got a build, I think. Yeah. Anyways, CCO by color. Now, this is color included in the deck, right? So if a deck is like red, green, and then the next one is red, black, there's two red, right? So just just hear me out. Here we go.
0: Everybody out there in CCO Nation, pause the show for just a second. Take like four seconds. Make a little list in front of you. What's color number one? What's color number five? I have it in my head. Go ahead, Ryan.
1: Okay, let's see if you're right. Okay. Color number one. Yeah. Okay. Red. Of course it's red. <laughs> of course I'm
0: on the show. Of course yeah, it's red. every
1: goddamn... Yeah. We have 44 decks on our tapped out page that have red in them. Wow. I was thinking about blocking the screen, but I know you can't see yeah, <laughs> I can't see that far
0: anyway, man. Come on.
1: Okay. Color number two. What do you think? Green. Black. Black. 42. Ooh. That's close, eh? It's very close, yeah. Color number three. Blue. What? Still not green. What? Yeah.
0: We're doing mono green for the rest of the goddamn year. Color number four. Green. It's better to damn be green.
1: 36. So it's only three less than color, what? like the, the next top one neat yeah so color number five white of course we all knew that yeah you hate white and it's not the strongest color it sucks yeah so (laughs) there we go 30 decks contain white it took me two
0: years to realize that white sucks it took me two years and building a mono white deck that i actually tried hard to make it good to realize that white sucks
1: uh well the rest of us kind of you know what we knew it wasn't as good uh, it's, I'll, I'll be the. I'll take the politically correct stance. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I think white sucks. Now. I still think that there's lots
0: of stuff in white that's good, but comparative to other decks, it doesn't
1: have as much depth. Yeah, it's just, yeah.
0: it's shallow and it's it's no yeah. fun. It's, it's the kiddie pool of magic.
1: Whoa! Yeah. So between our number one used color and our number five used color, only fourteen uh, a difference of fourteen decks over like a hundred and ten. It's like not that much. It's big enough that I'm
0: going to just use it as more evidence that white's terrible.
1: And two colorless decks <laughs> that don't have a color. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Do you build decks differently now? And and specifically when, when you approach building a deck or when you approach tuning a deck after you've ran it through a couple times? Like, or, or how many times do you run it through before you start to tune it? Like, what does that process look like? Now versus two years ago, I think that the process is mostly the same,
0: but I'm a lot harder on my ideas. Like I build decks for the show every other week. We try to switch on and off. We touched on a little bit earlier where I'm kind of looking at a more kind of stacky play style, which is kind of like, uh. So I'm a little bit less aggroy all the time. But the main difference that I've found. Is that I have lots of ideas and lots of things that I want to do, but it becomes a lot harder to get me actually motivated to get cardboard to build some of my janky deck ideas. Where before I just build two decks on the weekend and just
1: dude, check play this them. out. I'm I'm not even kidding you. This is my next, like my next note on our show notes. I don't like talking about the notes very often, but my bullet point is: Do you have more ideas slash inspiration, and is it harder to commit to a deck since you've refined or tuned your eye for deck building that's like my next note was exactly what you said
0: and yes yes it is and that is the biggest change with a filter to get me to actually build a deck that i want to sit down and and drink some beers and actually take the time to build and work with a deck because i don't just want to build something and then keep the pile of of crap anymore before i like build something that was kind of fun and janky and i just play it because it's fun i went through a bunch of weeks fairly recently where i felt like i wasn't even impacting games and that was kind of, not a feel bad, but it's was like, you know what, I feel like I can do better. I'm better than this. You want to have a
1: meaningful experience, right? Yeah, And but- a unique one every time. That was one of the things that we leaned really hard on over the last, not so much the last couple months, but the first like year and a half is unique gameplay experience every time you sit down. And and being non impactful every time makes you feel the same every time, even if you're doing something different. If it's not meaningful, it's the same feeling.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't have to win, and I do have to have fun, and I do have fun because my play groups are fun. I'm playing a fun game with my friends, but I wasn't. The outcome of the games that I was playing for a long time were probably going to be the same whether I was there or not, and that's kind of a crappy feeling. Yeah. So now all of my decks kind of okay. What can I do? My new... Spoiler. I'm going to spoil it here on the show. I've only told one person what my newest deck plan is. I'm doing Mardu Enchantress. What? Mardu Enchantress. I've been working on it for like two months trying to make it good.
1: No. And
0: I've been slowly acquiring pieces for it. It has a value smokestack in it.
1: I love a good value (laughs) smokestack. What? In the actual?
0: (laughs) It turns out that Assemble the Legion and Smokestack is like the best combo in Magic.
1: Yeah, they scale yeah side by side yeah
0: and i'm I'm sure that that isn't a revelation for lots of people listening because you're all real smart but i never thought of that
1: before well it might be because they're not all assholes
0: okay well shut up ryan <laughs> if you want to make your boros deck better you're already playing assemble the legion throw in a smokestack
1: what have i
0: what
1: what have we become what have we what is this <laughs>
0: Hey man, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there to CCO. Okay, you, you ever want oh, to just wait? Wait.
1: I got this. This is this is this is very CCO. So we go to edhrec.com to check our spiciness rating. Right. Okay. So you go into your random mardu deck since that's what you just said, or your random Boros, Oh, I can only attack. Dot deck. How many, how many fucking smokestacks are you going to see in the stock list in EDH rec? Yeah, okay. This is this is pretty CCO still. It's, it's, it's pretty good.
0: And it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to playing the deck. I didn't get a chance last Tuesday when we all got together. But I think it's going to be fun. There was a few cards in the new set that just came out. It would be yesterday as of the recording of, of us sitting here. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it.
1: Sweet. Are you playing the uh, the Enchanter Daxos that gives you an experience counter thing? Hell no. Oh.
0: That's in the stock list, probably. There is no stock list for what I'm doing, but <laughs>
1: what the when hell?
0: there is, he's going to be there, and I don't want him to... I'm going to be spicy out the gate, and I'm going to stay spicy. Yeah. I don't just get spicy. I
1: stay spicy. I like it. You don't just try it and be like, yeah, it needs more cayenne. You're like, screw it. I'm... Dipping my balls right into the habanero. Yeah, yeah that's and that's that'll it. stay spicy for a long ass <laughs> time. Trust me, I've made lots of salsa and then went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? Like, what? Well, you know what? I I had I had that note. Do you do you have more inspiration? Yes, I do. I of course we follow people that. That, that tweet lots like like F.U. Dean Goody and Max Crandell uh, or the CMDR guys in general like have a whole bunch of really insightful kind of like, I call, the, I call the tweets like one-liners where it's like, hey, play this because it's good and it doubles like that. And it's like, hey, yeah, that's a good idea. I could like kind of build a theme or I, you know. I like deck building. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the game. I like figuring out where cards are good and why they're good and, and optimizing and and, and stuff like that. I uh, I like finding that kind of stuff, but yeah, the barrier to entry is a little bit higher. So much so that I actually have less decks than I did a year ago or two years ago, because not only are cards expensive, uh, I make far less money than I used to, that's another <laughs> thing. Um, I wanna be able to play the decks that I have to a T. I wanna know 100% of every single card in every single deck, and I wanna be able to pilot that deck to like pinpoint accuracy and i just wasn't able to do that when i had 16 decks so i went down to 15 then 14 and then i thought oh all the mana bases in these decks are getting better what deck don't i play oh it turned out it was a five color deck You know how many land bases can get beefed up with, like, a five-color mana base getting torn apart? Several. So so the decks get more consistent. They get a little bit—not necessarily higher-powered or more competitive, but just smoother and easier to play. And making a deck easier to play, easier to pilot, generally for me means that it's going to perform better. Because decision-making in that deck is going to be easier. Right. Right? So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm not so much brewing other than for the show as I am very much deciding what I want to play and how I want to play it. Even so much as taking like one of my favorite decks right now. We're, me and you are currently discussing how to tune my Animar deck. Yeah. So it plays a little bit more. I'm I'm raising the floor of the deck even though I'm chopping off the ceiling a little bit because the ceiling was already high enough that it didn't have trouble winning when
0: the ceiling is win the game and then when you chop it down and the ceiling is still win win the game game, instantly you're not losing a lot of power there. yeah
1: so if i can if i can chop the top five percent of the deck off and still have five infinite combos in the list but it makes it like 50 or 60 percent more consistent on turn four like, that's really good. So that's the kind of stuff I'm looking at, right? doesn't necessarily mean all my decks are being tuned and, and turning into competitive nightmares. It just means that I'm making them better decks. So that's that's kind of where I've... Um, that's how the show has evolved me. That and value. I want to maximize when I do things. How do I get the most value out of this? That's That's what I'm asking myself constantly in the game. I think that's my main level up besides building 100 decks, is how do I get the most out of each card that's in the list? Because you only get about 60 cards, right? 65 cards. How do you get the most out of each one? So even those 65, you might only see like 20 of them in a game. Such a bad feeling. Well, that's why you got to maximize it. I know. That's depressing.
0: That's a depressing stat, Ryan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a depressing stat. I want to play all my sweet cards every game.
1: Okay. Let's, let's move back into something that I think you'll approach from a positive standpoint. Ooh. The newest members of CCO Nation, whether they're new to us or new to Magic. Sure. What do you say to those people after doing 100 episodes of CCO podcast? Not only words of encouragement, but when they're looking to become masters of the EDH format, if there is such a thing, what do they they prioritize on getting good at first?
0: Getting good at first? The first
1: thing you need to get good at.
0: Assuming that they already know
1: how to play Magic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always assume that with everybody I play with. The first thing you need to get good at is when people tell you you're bad is not to listen to them. Even if they're joking. Because sometimes they're like, what are you, bad? And you're making bad decisions, you're making poor decisions. You're d- you you got to realize that that's part of learning. And sometimes when you make a, I'm going to use air quotes, you hear that? I hear it. You're not being bad. You're making a decision based on your strategy, based on your deck, based on your knowledge of what you've put together. And if somebody thinks that you're bad or says that you're a bad player, it doesn't mean you are. It just means that you're either learning or you're doing something that they either don't understand or can't figure out. And that's good.
1: It's Yeah, you're making the most educated decision based on your knowledge and your situation. Nobody's
0: perfect 100% of the time and nobody should ever expect themselves to be perfect 100% of the time and nobody should be a huge cock and point out to you that you're not perfect 100% of the time. So you've got to learn to just let that go and just have fun with the game. At the end of the day, it's an expensive game. It's an expensive hobby. We all know that. We all lament it. But it's supposed to be fun and as long as you're having a good time, if people are butthurt about it, that's their problem.
1: Yeah, f you, Joel. I I like that. I like I like that. A hundred episodes later, we're talking about having fun because that's what's important. And you had alluded to it earlier. You're playing a fun game with your friends. And even if you're not playing with your friends, if you're having fun, those people are very suitable analogs or synonymous with friends or, because you're you're having this the same experience with them. Even if they're strangers, maybe they'll become your friends. Who knows? Yeah, I've made a couple friends over um, uh, local guys that we've played with at like uh, different local EDH where you just show up and it's like $5 buy-in and like the winner buys packs with like the store credit you win and everybody just gets a pack. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. And those guys have become my friends, so shout out to you guys. I don't know if you want to be mentioned on the show, so F you, I'll just not name you. (laughs) You know who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's what's important. Okay, speaking of going to events and stuff.
0: Events and stuff are fun.
1: We'll be an MF Calgary. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I'm going to keep saying that. It's
0: a blatant plug. Sorry, guys. There will be beer. Yeah, there will be. It's Calgary. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah. Um, Favorite moments over the last two years with or directly involved with CCO Nation and or at events? What was your favorite? What what did you like?
0: My very favorite one was the – I can't remember. I'm bad with names, so I apologize to you. I'm sure that you're listening to this and are very upset that I can't remember your name. We met him and his son at GP Vegas. And it was the very, very first time anybody had ever asked me to sign a card before.
1: That was the guy that asked Joel to sign a card. Oh, you're f you, Joel. <laughs> it was,
0: It just felt really good to be like, oh, you're Brandon and Ryan. You have to sign. Myself. And they weren't like janky shit cards. It was like we, we signed a couple of foil swamps and a zakama. Yeah, we 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 defaced some actual value with our signatures, and that's awesome. I just that was really cool to have somebody that wanted like a, a memento of meeting us to.
1: Just kind of be with them. That felt really good. Yeah, super fun. And uh, I think the whole GP Calgary experience was, yeah, that was really fun. And I think the whole GP Vegas experience was uh, top notch, right? Yeah. Not only is it a huge event and there's lots of high profile stuff going on, it's in Vegas. It was in the middle of a heat wave. So it was like pool central, iced drinks, beer, the strip, and then magic. And it was awesome.
0: It was pretty good, yeah.
1: I, I bought a Commander Fanatic package, and me and Joel ended up walking out of there with, like, three booster boxes of Dominaria and sleeves and land foils and stuff from the vendor, and that's all fine and well, but, like, we met Don Minor from EDHREC.com. Funny storyteller, I'll tell you. He was, he told me a... Uh, A 10 minute monologue of him kind of just bitching, then he apologized for it. (laughs) About some dude at one of his commander tables playing mono black trying to resolve his ad nauseum for like 12 minutes because he timed him on his watch. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even win. (laughs) As is uh, standard protocol when some of us ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. I don't win very often when I cast that card. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, so that was super fun. We met a ton of listeners, the uh, CCO Nation at large, I guess, right? And they they always tell us funny stories, but it's usually predicated by "Hey, f you,"
0: right? Yeah, we had that. I was at a garage sale one time, and some dude rode by me on a bike and gave me the finger. "F you, Brando!" I was like, "What?" Then he just drove away. Yeah, the people I was with were like, "Oh, screw that guy, man!" I was like, "No, that was awesome. <laughs> that was great."
1: And it doesn't just stop with, with the listeners of the show. Like, there are other content creators that we not only interacted with in Vegas, but also since then, right? Like, we did the auction from Skuma Alters for Wedge from the Manas- Manasaurus when he was going through some, some medical troubles. Yep. We... Uh, the winner of that donated a bunch of money directly to Wedge, and that was facilitated in part by us, but also Commander's Brew, CMDR Central, Commander and MTG, Brothers War Podcast, Legendary Creature Podcast. Those guys were all part of Attraxable as well, yep. uh, which was some of the some of the people we asked on Facebook and Twitter said, yeah, Attraxable, GP Vegas, decks that we've built. Like um, one of our patrons actually built – Turbo Traxa, the Atraxa fog deck. And he still plays it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he's tuning it and playing it, right? That's excellent. So Project Atraxa is is live and well. Other highlights include like um people who who build decks that we that we've teched or that we've built, right? Uh I would love to see one
0: of our decks out in the wild. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah,
1: well one of our one of our listeners is coming up from Sacramento to M F and Calgary. Holy and crap. That's, that's the Turbo Traxa guy. That's our that's nice. our our buddy Lenny. Well, that's and, excellent. And He uh, he just sent us those dice bags that you liked. Oh, man. Can I tell this? I'm going to tell the story. I didn't know this was happening, but... I never tell Brando anything. I just give him stuff. Sorry.
0: One of the the coolest things that has probably ever happened to me ever, like where I come from, when somebody makes you something, it's a big deal. And so I got the... He sent us these little knitted dice and token bags that have our favorite guild symbols on the side. They got a cool drawstring. They're really well made. They're really, really cool. And this dude like made one and sent it all the way up here just for me. It had my name on a little tag on the side. It was it. it it's so cool to, yeah. to have somebody just
1: go through the effort for you. I was so goddamn close to trolling you and getting a gruel one <laughs> and getting an azorius one. Oh. And I was gonna huck the azorius one across the table at you. Hey, I got you something. It's from one of our listeners. He gave you an azorius one, and you would have said, "What did you get? I got a gruel one." And you would have lost your ever-loving mind, and I didn't even think of it until it was too late.
0: Until I was already super, like, looking at the thing, and it was was awesome. It was so cool.
1: Yeah, super cool.
0: I'm still trying to find a way to fit my box that I keep all that stuff in currently
1: in the bag, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. So, a couple other highlights. The hate for Max Crandell. (laughs) 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 And it's all in good fun. But f that guy.
0: Yeah, f that guy right in the ear. He can. It's a good thing he lives in Wisconsin and not somewhere better because.
1: Yeah. So, just FYI, everybody, anybody who isn't Max Crandell or the Cmdr guys that is in Wisconsin and doesn't like us because we rag on Wisconsin so much. (laughs) Yeah, blame Max Crandell, (laughs) dude. Yeah, it's it's directly his fault.
0: Yeah, you want us to rag on another state? Kick out Max
1: Crandell. And he whatever state he goes to. Yeah. Minnesota, you're next. Who knows? Funny nicknames, right? those That's another big highlight. Um, uh, patrons at a certain level get a CCO nickname. And it—it it really, it helps us remember names, right? Like when you're John Smith and there's like 100,000 of you in <laughs> North America, it's like, oh, this is whatever, John Smith, whatever his patron name is or his Twitter handle is funny. So we'd like make fun of it. And that's how we remember you. Yeah. So good on you guys. Guys like the Deech and the Dooch. Oh, so good. You guys actually use their nicknames. That's really cool. We impacted a life. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And of course, all of the funny things that arise from YouTube comments. I know it can be such a terrible place, but our YouTube comments are, are always either something really funny or something positive. Brando is Bay, for example. <laughs> I, I still don't know what that means, even though somebody told us. Yeah,
0: I actually have a screen capture of that one on my phone. <laughs> I actually yeah. have a. I was like, I never thought anybody would ever say that, and I, at the time, I didn't know even know what it meant. So I just screen capped it. I was showing it to everybody at work. It's like, hey, you know the cesspool that is the YouTube comments. Yeah, And I show that to them. It's awesome.
1: So I- expect more funny YouTube. We actually are are, are uh, we've picked up our packs for our Open Flippy Guilds of Ravnica, or sorry, Open Flippy Ravnica Legions. So hopefully we don't have to drink Colt 45. I think we've mentioned that before on the show.
0: Yeah, we're going to do good there. Speaking of CCO Nation spreading to the, the patrons and the listeners and the fans and showing stuff to people around work here, this just reminded me, we need to play this for a few weeks. People around this nation have been getting a little bit more exposure to me as I've been here for so long. And as I've been doing the show, I've started making jokes that we make on the show here at work, which sometimes gets me in trouble. But the other day, one of our actual <laughs> radio show hosts like an actual provincial guy heard by 100,000 people every day said, I can give you the background to this, but you won't need it when you hear the clip. He said this on the air. New Lego could kill you. Old Lego will kill you and your family. Now that is some CCO shit.
1: Because old Lego is like super expensive. Yeah, because
0: old Lego is super expensive as you compare it to to new Lego. If you go and you're collecting something that is old, look at magic cards. You want a beta card? This one been printed in like M20, look at the price differential. Lego is basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. So you ever want to starve, start collecting city Lego, it turns out.
1: (laughs) Or magic. Yeah. You you don't want your kids to have a Coke addiction. You talked about Coke earlier. Just get them a magic addiction, right? Yeah. See, magic,
0: you'll stay skinny too because you can't afford to eat.
1: Oh, well, you might drink more Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing that (laughs) out there.
0: That could be an MTG wellness article on Comedicode.com.
1: Don't drink Mountain Dew. Well, I, I mean, whatever, unless you mix it with, like, Captain Morgue 1. <laughs> That's actually good, dude. It's good. Okay, so we got the best audience around, right? I think I think we've established this. 100%. We've established over the last two years that you've turned into a dirtbag. Yeah. And I I guess, according to the the, the world out there, I've been a dirtbag the whole time because not only am I the combo player, I'm the guy that won Scumbag of the Year from the CMDR guys, and I sold another Famous podcast, the farm, and backstabbed him. Sorry, I didn't like take your shirt off before I poked a hole through your spinal cord with a knife, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> sorry,
0: I'm not sorry about that. I'm just sorry that I couldn't like have. Well, I guess I was there.
1: Here's the thing, you. Sa- I asked, like, do I do this? And you said, oh yeah, of course you do it. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, I was I wasn't knife. Right, do it. I was like knife right in the face. I was. Of holding, course you do it. I was holding the knife in a trackable that stabbed Sean Tabaris in the back from Commander's Brew. And you grabbed my hand and plunged it into his spine.
0: Yeah, I grabbed his, your hand in his chair and I spun his chair around to expose the back, and then just guided it in. Oof!
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that so. got
0: dark real quick. But that's how we—that's how we do it around here at uh, Commander Cookout. Sometimes, when it comes right down to it, we're having fun, and sometimes we win when we have fun. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, selling somebody
1: up the river is fun. Yeah, I guess so. When you're yeah. in the dirtiest city in the world, and you do something <laughs> this dirty, <Yeah. laughs> that's fun. Okay. Last thing I want to touch on, because we, because because we we've established that CCO Nation is the best nation. Of course, it is. I want to go back to finish up with a little bit of a techie magic thing. Okay. Your biggest level up moment. Your biggest skill improvement over the the last two years. That's 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 kind of a hard one. What are you better at now? deck building aside magic as a whole or is it deck building
0: we can take this right back to GP vegas again because it happened right there when i was playing i brought what i thought was my most fun deck because my goal in gp vegas was not to do well was not to win was not even to meet new people it was to you're
1: you're talking about the commander championship
0: yep i i wanted to get voted as the most fun and interesting deck So I brought my Nora in the Wary deck, which at the time was the Jack in the Box with Neheb the Eternal, Yep. and surrounding him was like this Chaos coin flip shell that was just, it just turned the game upside down like a toy box and dumped it on the floor. And it was crazy. For the most part, everybody received it really well, but there was one game I was playing in where one guy was like, kind of like you were sometimes when like, you know, it's late in the night and I'm slowing the game down with my Chaos shenanigans. I I just
1: hate confusion in the ranks. (laughs) (laughs) That's it.
0: He was just like, "Why are you playing any of those cards? Like I can't believe that you would come to a thing like this and slow the game down." And it's like, "I'm here to have a good time and I'm hoping that and I'm not directly interfering with you." Plus, at the time in that game, I was beating down a Sliver combo and a Narset deck and whatever this guy was playing. Like I was actually winning with my chaos garbage. It was <laughs> like it's not like I was just slowing the game down and stalling it out. But the thing that I leveled up the most with was when I build a deck now, and specifically when I play that deck, if I have weird inclusions that are maybe just totally corner case and only there for when I have 8 lands and 2 cards that I can't tutor for, I find ways to... I don't know if angle shoot isn't the right word, but to take this card, like whatever it is, we'll say a Cloudstone Curio, and I find other uses for the card beyond what it was intended for by me it's like when you, I put it in. It's
1: like you unlock a second mode that you didn't know was there.
0: Yeah, I'm there to to rearrange the pieces that I have of my puzzle. And even if I can't make the whole picture, I make something else. Like I don't have the instructions for my Lego bricks, so I have to build something. And I've become much, much, much better at doing that on board. It's not sticking to a game plan the whole way through. It's adapting my play style to whatever game I'm in. So, i become so way in- better at that. So
1: instead of like a, like a Michelangelo or a Da Vinci... Renaissance painting, you rearrange it to make a Picasso, and it's still like pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I could still sell it for like sixty-five million dollars.
1: Besides that part, it's Picasso. You still win games.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the 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 equivalence there. Sixty-five million dollars, winning a game.
1: Uh okay, sweet. I wish I got that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? What is your biggest level-up
1: moment of of doing the cast? Put me on the spot. I got this, and and this. This kind of is something that we should all do, but through shortcuts and social interaction and stuff, we just don't do because we we take shortcuts to make it easy, right? Like I kill your guy. Well, in response, I'll sack it to scry one or whatever, right? I've really been making an effort to make sure I'm ordering any stack manipulation in a multiplayer game in my head. And I'm understanding when, even if it's non-verbally and I'm just watching what's going on, player to my left does something and then somebody to his left does something i don't need to do something till nobody else does anything because i am that's how priority works that's how the priority system works right and i'm making sure that i'm paying attention to that so if before that first guy does anything i still get to do my thing and it really keeps cards in my hand longer you know the exact thing right like i'm i'm in a momentous no not my momentous fault I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something to your guy. Well, in response, I'm going to sack it. Then somebody else out of priority order goes, no, I'm going to kill it, right? And and when you pay attention to people who just snap, try to do something like that, then I don't need to respond. And while that seems a little bit shady, if he's to my right, he had priority anyways. So I don't need to be the guy to snap respond. I might, I might even ask the guy to my right, hey, can you deal with that? And if he can, then I don't have to right and it's just a way to keep stuff in your hand it's not equivalent to drawing a card but if I can use my words to make him use a card that I would otherwise would have used that's kind of like gaining a card on him that's what used to call countering a spell with your face yeah and I've really been making an effort to do that so here's the thing if you're in a four man pod there's three other players every time you get them to use one of their cards you're up one card on them That's like 33% of a card. So if you can do that three times in a game, that's equivalent to drawing a card for nothing. You've spent nothing on that except for talking and you were going to talk anyways. And over the course of a game, a night, a month, you can draw a ton of cards and you keep the stack interactions and, and manipulation very clean in your head. So you're always understanding what's going on and when you need to do something when somebody else can't, right? And that just, it, it's helped me not only win games, but use political advantage and develop that portion of my game a little bit more. It's helped me get that maximum value out of my card, not casting it when somebody else can deal with it or, you know, like not responding and just letting something go to the graveyard because I have something else that is more important or that I can do with it in the graveyard, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a slave to getting maximum value. That's not what I'm saying, but that line of thinking has been really working for me. Excellent. Yeah. So that's I, that's kind of a long way to, to, to say, like, learn how the stack works and learn how to politic and learn how to leverage other people's disposition to work in your favor. Right. Mm. Yeah. He's got a 10-10. He might attack you. Well, he, he might attack me too, but he might attack you. You better kill it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you kill it and then I don't have to kill it. F you. And F the creature. And F that guy. And yeah. F Jesse if he's the other guy. Yeah. He's usually the other guy. So what do you think? Final thoughts of the day? Remember, we've got our... Uh, I, I always want to say guilds, but it's Ravnica, Allegiance, Open Flippy coming up. we got to go pick up packs. Then we're going to pick up some packs and some
0: beer to to do that. Oh. It's one of my favorite things to do, too, is beer run, both for Open Flippy and for Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Who do you have in the Rumble?
1: Ooh! Who do I have in the Rumble? No, these
0: these predictions are going to come out after the Rumble's over, so keep that in mind. Dude, I don't know. Cena hurt his ankle allegedly okay you should see the look on my face it is so incredulous if it was any more incredulous
1: you could you would be in like a 90s remake of
0: the mask with jim carrey
1: yeah i was gonna say like uh clueless with what's her name
0: alicia alicia silverstone
1: sure (laughs) i don't know who i got I, i don't know who do you got seth rollins and charlotte flair
0: they're the safest picks. But oh, if I bet money, I y- would. Yeah, because yeah. Becky
1: Lynch has got the rematch with Oscar, yeah. and Charlotte Flair is going to get her rematch by winning the rumble at WrestleMania. The, I had, I had, I was on Charlotte or Becky, whichever one didn't win the rematch clause thing from SmackDown the other week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, awesome. So, so there's that. You all know better than we do at this point because it's and, already happened.
1: And and do you, do you have Balor to beat Lesnar?
0: In my heart, yes. In my brain, probably not. Well,
1: are they going to do Lesnar versus... Or does Braun Strowman win the Rumble?
0: No, Braun Strowman will not win the
1: Rumble. You don't think? Because no. then it, then that's his shot at Lesnar after Lesnar beats Finn?
0: Nah, a giant guy never wins the Rumble. I've never seen a giant guy win the Rumble
1: before. Big really? Show's
0: never won the Rumble. Kane's never won the Rumble.
1: Undertaker ever won the Rumble? No. Really?
0: I don't think so. I don't think he has. That
1: seems like something you would know.
0: I don't think he has. I'm not looking it up.
1: Well, at Cecil Brando with your Rumble predictions, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or rumble memories because there's no point in picking now because you know who won.
1: Yeah, that's it, right? My yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at uh, at CCO Brando with your, you're an idiot for picking who you picked.
0: Yeah, you could say that too. That's fine. I'm not always right unless it's a movie. Anyway, we're not going to get into mutant powers. We're running short on time. So we're going to do beer. There's going to be an open flippy.drinky in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Our current giveaways... Plural, there will be more. One of them for a Zatahedron grinder deck and a couple of altars from my boy Ryan. You can get into those by following us on Facebook, sharing us around there, helping us grow there. Same goes with YouTube and Potomatic. You help the show grow, you'll be entered in to win one of our super sweet giveaways for the Ark of Working title. And all of that will be at commandercookout.com slash giveaways. That's our giveaways tab on the website. Final thoughts. There isn't a deck for me to wax poetically about. There is only 100 episodes of being here with all of you, talking into this microphone with my buddy Ryan, and the fact that you have all given us the opportunity to even be here is astounding and an amazing experience and something that I really do carry with me, and it is a really big deal that we can, can be here talking. Interacting with all of you is one of the coolest things that I have ever done and will ever do, so... I thank you on behalf of Ryan and everybody else who's a part of CCO Nation, everybody else behind the scenes who makes these shows possible. So, F you to every one of you, and we'll be back again for the 101st episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme
1: song!